RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. Hong Kong's COVID infection count stays at about 14,000 cases. Authorities will again issue mandatory testing notices through its Leave Home Safe app. And mainland authorities back the SAR's decision to suspend planned universal testing. For the third straight day, Hong Kong has reported around 14,000 new COVID-19 infections. Jimmy Choi with the details. The daily caseload has now fallen below 15,000 for the third day in a row. Health authorities reported 4,296 infections confirmed by PCR tests in laboratories and 9,856 positive cases from people taking self-tests, putting the daily's tally at 14,152. The total number of cases in the fifth wave has now surpassed 1.06 million. Dr Albert Al of the Centre for Health Protection says the daily tally has stood at 15,000 to 20,000 in recent days. And while it seemed to have dropped from its peak early in March, Dr. Al made it clear that's still much higher than during previous outbreaks. Health authorities also reported 245 additional deaths. 190 people passed away at public hospitals in the past day, along with 47 previously unannounced deaths and eight others who had not been admitted to hospital. Health officials say the government will again issue compulsory testing notifications on the Leave Home Safe app by the end of the week. But Dr. Albert Au of the Centre for Health Protection says the government would focus on testing people who had visited high-risk residential buildings rather than venues like restaurants. The government will depend on the risk assessment as well as the information, epidemiological information collected from the cases to determine the high-risk group or high-risk values uh, which justify uh, compulsory testing. And I think the Food and Health the Food and Health Bureau will soon issue the details about the compulsory testing notice. Researchers from the University of Hong Kong say the SAR is facing a crossroad over whether to keep its dynamic clearance strategy against COVID-19 or move on to start treating it as an endemic disease. As Damon Pang reports, they think 4.4 million people have already been infected. The dean of the Hong Kong Youth Faculty of Medicine, Gabe Jolang, says Hong Kong should choose which strategy to adopt when daily infection figures are expected to fall to triple digits as the government starts easing social distancing restrictions for businesses in a month's time. The first option, he said, is to stick with dynamic clearance, which would necessitate stringent measures such as multiple rounds of universal testing and isolating all infected patients and close contacts. The second would be to treat COVID-19 as an endemic illness and continue focusing on minimizing severe cases and deaths while ensuring that Hong Kong's medical system can cope with the caseload. To adopt this strategy, he said, authorities would also need to further boost Hong Kong's vaccination rate as the population acquires more natural immunity through infection. At the same time, he admits there are many unknowns in pursuing this option, including the possible emergence of dangerous new strains. That said, the expert concluded that from a purely scientific and public health perspective, it may be safe to try to move towards endemicity now, noting that the dominant variant at present is Omicron, which is more contagious, but in general causes milder symptoms.
A senior mainland health official is backing Hong Kong's decision to suspend plans to test all residents for COVID, saying it was a decision made in accordance with the city's latest pandemic situation. Liang Wan-Yan from the National Health Commission says putting the plan on hold doesn't mean the SAR is relaxed about the Omicron outbreak. Frank Young reports. Liang Wan-Nian told a press conference in Beijing that the best time to carry out universal coronavirus testing is at the beginning of an outbreak to identify all sources of infections and stop their transmission, or towards the end of the outbreak to achieve the aim of dynamic zero COVID. The expert said Hong Kong's priorities should be protecting the elderly as well as reducing infections, serious complications and deaths from COVID-19. And now the weather, it will be cloudy to overcast with showers, foggy at first. The rain will be heavy at times with a few squally thunderstorms overnight and tomorrow morning. The outlook, windy with occasional showers in the next few days. The temperature now is 23 degrees with humidity at 94%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. Vice Premier Liu He is leading search and rescue efforts in Guangxi after a Boeing 737 passenger jet went down yesterday. Rescue teams have found what's believed to be the plane's wreckage and the personal belongings of those on board near the crash site. And there seems to be no signs of survivors. China Eastern Airlines flight MU5735 was heading from Kunming to Guangzhou when tragedy struck. Frank Yong reports. Rescue workers scoured heavily forested slopes near the city of Wuzhou, but hopes are quickly fading of finding any survivors. Video footage from People's Daily showed rescue workers placing markers wherever they found debris. The crash had sparked a huge fire that left the slopes charred. State media reported that burnt remains of identity cards and wallets were found, adding that the possibility that all 123 passengers and 9 crew had perished could not be ruled out. Flight MU5735 was en route from Kunming to Guangzhou when it suddenly plunged from cruising altitude at about the time when it would normally start to descend ahead of its landing. Mainland media carried brief highway video footage from a vehicle's dash cam apparently showing a jet diving to the ground at an angle of about 35 degrees off vertical. Investigators will be looking for the plane's flight data recorders to try to understand what might have caused the apparent nosedive. China Eastern and two of its subsidiaries have now grounded its fleet of 737-800 planes. President Xi Jinping has ordered an all-out search and rescue effort, as well as swift action to identify the cause of the disaster. Back locally, the government says the shelved universal testing plan could be brought back later if the situation demands it. Health Secretary Sophia Chan also says the administration isn't likely to scale back any more social distancing measures for the next month. Speaking on RTHK, an expert advisor to the government, Ivan Hong, says it was the right call not to go ahead with the citywide tests. The best time to do citywide testing is when the epidemic first breaks out, but we have missed that chance. Doing it now would also be wrong because if you were to do it at or right after the peak, it would be useless unless we had the facilities to isolate the large number of positive cases that would be found. 
And later, if the epidemic eases really quickly, the cost benefit is not proportional. You have devoted a lot of resources and manpower, only to find very few cases, like several thousand. It won't help to end the epidemic. It will just end several days or one week earlier. Hong Kong's flagship carrier Cathay Pacific says for now it will only be able to operate one flight per route every two weeks, even after the government lifts its flight ban for travellers from nine countries on Friday next week. The airline says it's working hard to add more flights, but existing COVID rules makes this difficult. It points pointed out that current rules allow the government to stop an airline from flying to Hong Kong for two weeks if several passengers on the same flight test positive for COVID. Meanwhile, while a business chamber has welcomed the government's decision to lift flight bans for vaccinated residents returning to the city. The head of the Hong Kong General Chamber of Commerce, George Leung, said the bans have had a major impact on the economy. He says they've driven talent and businesses away and stopped new blood from coming in. The end of the flight ban and the shortened one-week quarantine period, he says, should be effective in luring people back. By allowing Hong Kong residents to return, that means foreigners who have work permits and live in Hong Kong will also be able to return to work after a relatively short quarantine period. This will make it attractive for them to return. And if we can control the epidemic, we hope to further relax the measures and let in international travellers too. And ultimately, people will be able to enter Hong Kong without quarantine. I believe gradually they will come back. Police say they're going to investigate all students who took part in martial arts classes taught by a man who's been detained on suspicion of acting with seditious intent. Timmy Sung reports. A 59-year-old man described as having a foreign background and his 62-year-old female assistant were arrested at a shared training space in Simsatri on Sunday following an undercover operation. Police also seized air guns, swords and axes from the scene assess other materials, including a picture of university student Chao Chi Lok, who died during the 2019 protests that they say were used to incite hatred. Detectives also say they found cash worth 380000 Hong Kong dollars, most of it in U.S. banknotes. Senior Superintendent Steve Lee from the Forces National Security Department said two suspects are thought to be from a group that advocates Hong Kong independence. They are alleged to have posted numerous seditious messages on social media since March 2020, targeting the SAR and central governments. Superintendent Lee said the martial arts school could have been used to recruit like-minded people, and police were investigating whether the students were radicalized or had taken part in illegal activities. Development Secretary Michael Wong has played down suggestions that a government move to simplify the land supply process will weaken public participation. For instance, the Town Planning Board will only invite one round of representations and individuals will only be invited to public hearings if the Board wishes to ask them further questions. Several lawmakers have doubts, with the third side's Tekchi Yun calling the measures unacceptable. The development chief said people could make written submissions. Looking ahead, the Town Planning Board will mostly handle representations that are written. This is a very fair and effective method. Depending on the situation, they can also arrange a face-to-face meeting. Currently, many different bodies also rely on written submissions. Handling the matter through written submissions will not lead to any procedural justice issues. Officials said they hope to table the legislative amendment to LegCo in the fourth quarter.
IT sector representatives say Hong Kong is continuing to face a tech sector brain drain and the government needs to do more. Five groups, including the Technology Incubation Network and Cyberport Startup Alumni Association, say border closures and logistical disruption have led to stalls in production, difficulty in raising capital and staff losses. Here's technology and innovation constituency lawmaker Duncan Chiu. I think the first thing uh, we want to see is the clarity in the border in and out restrictions so that um, we can have actually the talents in tech sector. Some of them are staying out of Hong Kong and um, a lot of the startup teams or entrepreneurs, they actually, a lot of them are based outside of Hong Kong or they're thinking about whether they should keep the company in Hong Kong. We're happy to see um, the, the, the lift that actually um, reduced the quarantine time to seven days. I think that's definitely a big boost to people's confidence. President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine has addressed the Italian parliament in his latest appearance in front of legislatures around the world. He told them Ukraine was on the brink of surviving Russia's attack, but it was an effort by the entire nation. He spoke through an Italian translator. Today I spoke with His Holiness Pope Francis and he said some very important words. He said, I understand that you want peace. I understand that you need to defend yourselves. The military defend and ordinary civilians defend their own country. Every one of them defends it. And I replied, our own people have become the army. Intense fighting is now centered around the southern port city of Mariupol, Chernihiv in the north, and the country's second city, Kharkiv, in the east. Oleksiy Honcherenko, a Ukrainian member of parliament, says fighting in Mariupol has been relentless. Mariupol is already blocked for almost three weeks, and they're fighting in blockade, and what they're doing, and that uh, the fact that they're still keeping the city is quite uh, unbelievable and that's a real they are real real heroes those ukrainian fighters who fight there and russians are bombing them so heavily they almost destroyed this half million population city the jailed Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny has been sentenced to nine years in a maximum security prison after being found guilty on new embezzlement charges. He's also been fined 11,000 US dollars. Here's the BBC's Catherine Davies. Alexei Navalny is already behind bars, serving a prison term for breaching probation. Appearing in a black prison uniform in a jail east of Moscow, Navalny was told by the judge that he'd been found guilty of illegally obtaining billions of dollars in assets from donations to his anti-corruption foundation and of contempt of court. Alexei Navalny was arrested in January last year on his return from Germany, where he'd been receiving treatment after he was poisoned by Novichok. And now a reminder of our top stories tonight. Hong Kong's COVID infection count stays at around 14,000 cases. Authorities will again issue testing orders through its Leave Home Safe app. And mainland authorities back the SAR's decision to suspend planned universal testing. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 
title track from an album featuring Boney M, of course, around 1979 it came out. It was after Night Flight to Venus, which was a pretty big album at the time. Uh, the one we just played, though, the title track, it uh, also featured the album, that is, El Lute, uh, Gotta Go Home and Born Again, Bahama Mama, I think was also one of the hits.